What's going on, crew? Welcome to Cross Platform, where esports, entertainment, and business connect. So incredibly excited that you guys have decided to join us on this journey. We are going to be having tons of fun guests, tons of fun interaction, talking about some of the more exciting industries on the planet. Again, thank you so much for joining us on Cross Platform. Let's get into it. Oh, we're live. There we go. We're set. We're set. Took a, took a little took a little second to warm up. <laughs> Tom Newton, welcome to LinkedIn Live. What's up, brother? Thanks, sir. Yeah, not much. Uh, actually, a lot for Efuse. Uh, yeah, don't don't, don't me with the with the not much thing because <laughs> it's just a rope response, you know. That's just yeah, that's just so, that's so weird, right? But if if you're in esports and you've been following along in some of the uh, kind of new and exciting up and coming entrepreneurs like yourself and Matt, uh, Efuse is the talk of the town uh because everyone wants everyone honestly it's the talk of the town really for me because everyone yeah. kind of looks at me as the linkedin guy and they're like how did you not come up with this first <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fair point yeah right um what, what are you doing there what, what, what are you doing around him man benson man he moves um but no, it, it's uh, it, it's very cool to see what you're doing, and, and, and kind of while people are dumping in here, um, you got a wow, you got you got a quick crowd coming in. This is this is exciting stuff. So, nice. um, do us a favor and introduce who you are, uh, where you come from, where you are, and what you're working on, and, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, so I'm Tom. Uh, Recently graduated from Ohio State's MBA program and shortly after joined up with EFUSE here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I work as their director of operations. So I'm focused on kind of day to day stuff from a kind of a managerial standpoint. Uh, I do a little bit in marketing, some strategy, uh, and then also some kind of long term growth opportunities for the company as well. Very exciting. Very exciting. Now, Efuse, it's almost like bittersweet to talk about because I feel like there's a competitor on the block, but okay. it's much, much more than that. So um, for those, and, and you've got a bunch of people who are talking about the beta, I've signed up for the beta. I'm actually, I got Chris Reed here who said he's like 13,000 in line, <laughs> by the way. So I'm, I'm, there early. You go. I'm early, um, but why don't you give the rundown of what Efuse is and what you guys are working on? Yeah, man. So eFuse is uh, the professional hub for esports and video games. So what we're trying to do is really help professionalize the industry. And I think LinkedIn has has helped to do that. But it's been really driven by uh, content creators like yourself, influencers. Um, but we're really providing tools for people to connect that are unique to esports and gaming. So you'll be able to link a lot of your uh, your player stats, you'll be able to link some of your social media channels. So if you're a big content creator, you'll be able to bring those different things in and feature them on what we call your player portfolio. And that player portfolio, you can use that to connect with other people in the industry, um, other gamers, and then other industry professionals as well. So that's really core. Uh, that's going to be core to our, our platform in the beta. And then next to that, we have this big opportunities platform. And while it's small on, on beta day, we're, we're looking to build it out for our full launch in January. But what that looks like is bringing in tournament opportunities, 
uh, team openings, scholarships, internships, jobs, but all focused on the esports and gaming industries. So this is really your one-stop shop for everything uh, esports and gaming. So tell me what is the lead here? Because you know you're, you're kind of combining. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you'd be combining here. But is is the is the key? Uh, you know, is the KPI of the platform to generate jobs and professional opportunities, or is it to generate tournament opportunities and 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 professional gaming opportunities? I guess what what's leading the charge? What you guys are it's really a mix of things. And, and what we really look at as a KPI is our users' interactions with uh, the site, but also with each other. Um, the content creation pieces aren't as built out on day one as they will become January, but a big portion of what we're trying to do is build uh, a, a network, but also kind of a marketplace, right? So a marketplace of ideas, of opportunities. And to do that, we're bringing in, so we're, we're, we're linking with other sites to help bring in these opportunities. So they're not all going to be created on our page. Uh, the ones that are unique to eFuse, like a lot of the scholarships, some of our own job openings, tournaments that we hold, those will be kind of unique and endemic to eFuse, but we'll also be pulling in opportunities from, from different job boards as well. Okay, so take this opportunity and go ahead and dog LinkedIn. What's LinkedIn lacking that you guys do it. So LinkedIn really is focused on- Be gentle, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, can, can do. Um, so LinkedIn's great, right? So if you wanna be connected with just industry professionals, that's awesome. But if you're a new talent, if you're looking for, you know, if, if you're in that 13 to 18 age range, LinkedIn doesn't make a ton of sense for you, but those kids are super interested in gaming and esports right now. And so what we're trying to do is provide them a place where they can come and they can learn about all the opportunities for them in the industry when they get to that age, but then also how they can begin developing themselves at this point to prepare themselves. Um, we'll also be providing kind of educational content for parents because they're a big demographic that hasn't really been hit by the industry and they're really key. We, we need them behind um, esports and gaming in order to help cultivate that next generation of talent. You know, that that's a pretty impactful statement just because obviously, as you know, I think if you're doing anything of any sort, whether it be professionally or creative, I think it should be native on LinkedIn because I think that there's plenty of people out there now in a content-driven world that are looking for creators and I think it should be represented on, on your professional profile. but. You know, when you and, and and quite honestly, it's frustrating to me that my my high school doesn't teach, you know, doesn't have a networking class or a LinkedIn build out class, something like that. So when you talk about starting guys out at 13, getting a professional portfolio built out that early, that's that's pretty impactful just because I, I, I think there's such a lack of um there's such a lack of that right now. There's there's such yeah. a lack of, hey, sit down. I know this is like kind of a LinkedIn kind of has this stuffy feel to it. But I guess when, when it comes to e-views, right, if you're starting with gaming and you're using it as your player portfolio, and then, you know, let's say you let's say you're you're not the next, you know, Nick Merckx or you're not the next Tifu and you need to have a professional outlet, which will be the case at some point. I think reality will set in there that they're there, there's only one Tom Brady in the world, right? So, you know, there's going to have to be other careers in this industry if you're maybe a pro career doesn't work out. Being able to then, I guess, 
this is actually now turning into a question. Um, but this, <laughs> it, does, does the player profile should you like should you continuously be adding the play like the, the player profile and then does it pivot into a professional profile or does it all act as the same as, as the same thing? That's a really good question. So on our profiles, we have or portfolios rather, we have multiple sections. So you can actually bring in your stats from all these different games. And we don't want to be like too serious with these kids. You know, we don't want to pressure them into having to create this, you know, super censored profile where they're not able to have fun, where they feel like everything they do is being watched. They have to step on eggshells because you gotta let kids be kids, right? And and that's that's a big reason I think for them to just not be on LinkedIn that, at all. Um, but with our profile, at least at that age, right? I think everyone, this is a supplement to LinkedIn. It's not a complete replacement. Sure. Um, you, you could treat it like that, but we actually allow you to connect your LinkedIn profile to your eViews player portfolio. Oh, interesting. So, so we're, we're, not, we're not trying to be exclusive in that sense. We're just trying to provide a value add. Um, but you're able to bring in stats from all these games. And so you can actually kind of create your, your your eFuse portfolio as your one-stop shop for checking all your stats, comparing with friends, doing things like that. So it's a little bit more on the fun side, but then also with the portfolio, you have a whole business section, a whole education section that you can build out too. So it's not, you know, it's not one or the other. It's, it's all the above. So give me, so, um, so I'm the director of talent at, or, you know, I'm, I'm the talent lead at Team Liquid, right? It, sure. Vision from you know in five years from now probably sooner than that I'm sure you're ambitious as hell um, you know is my is your ambition that I call young creators 13 to 18 and be like will you send me your EFUs profile um not necessarily that could happen and you know one thing that's interesting about our portfolios is that we because we allow you to connect all these different accounts we're actually validating that you are who you say you are. Okay. So rather than a lot of these teams having to get in, so right now colleges, they essentially have to get into lobbies with kids in order to recruit them. Okay. Rather than doing that, they could just look at their eFuse portfolio, look at the clips and say, okay, like this person's serious. You know, we can cross this person off the list. We can, or we can put this person in our bucket to interview, to bring into these lobbies rather than having to do that for everybody. Um, so we're trying to do a little bit of diligence on, on our end for those organizations. Now, if you're the head of talent for uh, for Team Liquid or, or or Hundred Thieves or something like that, you could definitely use these player portfolios to to assist you in doing that initial diligence. Yeah. So you expect this to have a pretty big impact once once this. I I, I continuously talk about. It. I do think collegiate esports is one of the better opportunities in the space coming up in the next you know five five or so years. Yeah. I think there's a lot left to be learned uh, and a lot left to be figured out. Would you say that has one of the most, one, one of the more immediate impacts? What you guys are building at EQs? Yeah, I think it does, and and we're so we've partnered with Keemstar and a, a ton oh, of very, like, very cool videos. Very well done. Thanks. Yeah, he he absolutely killed it. I mean, we're super grateful to have him on board, and he's helping to bring a lot of other content creators on board as well. And they're all going to be giving out scholarships uh, through the EFUSE platform for kids to go to college. We've partnered with some some schools already um, in order to help do that and, and provide scholarships. Insights, what other influencers do you have? Or do we have to wait patiently? Oh, you you'll see, you'll see. Coming very soon, you'll you'll, you'll hear. You'll hear. Did they make the list? Say again. 
Did Ohio State make the list? Oh, yeah. I mean, so we know the guys over at OSU very well. Um, yeah, so so they're they're definitely they're definitely on board with EFUs and and they'll uh, they'll be giving us some good feedback on our platform too. And are you partnering with those universities to like to launch your platforms and like partnering with organizations, or you just have relationships across across the country with, with uh, different esports programs? Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix, right? Because you know there are some who have indicated that they definitely want to do a partnership, and and others who are kind of waiting to see uh, where this thing goes and. Uh, right now, we're not ready exactly to to announce all of those partnerships, but uh, looking forward to sharing that very soon. Well, uh, I'll make sure to connect you to Ole Miss. I, I see Juan, yeah. Juan Rodriguez is watching here. He's an Auburn guy. Listen, don't worry about Auburn. <laughs> your services. Um, I know you you and your rivalries, man. <laughs> Listen, I, everyone, I'm I'm pretty open about who I am. It's Ole Miss, Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> LinkedIn. That's all I care about. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong with that. By the way, quick plug for uh, Juan: you should do his podcast at some point in January. Dude's got a—he's been crushing it. Anyway, he's got a question. We'll get into later. Okay. I want to—I want to pivot into—I um, want to pivot more into you because I want to talk about this crazy entrepreneurial life that you're now a part of. You guys just completed a raise. Am I? Did you complete yep. a raise? Or are you in it? Yeah, so our, our, our seed, uh, we raised 1.4 in our seed, actually, yeah. Okay, got it. So you're, you're, I know you're moving into an A round at some point, or are you, you, are you, do you have a timeline for that, or are you guys set for a bit? There's, you know, we'll, we'll have a Series A. Um, we don't necessarily have a, a strict timeline. We're looking at potentially springtime, um, but we're looking at our user metrics and our growth, and you know, we'll we'll make a decision when to when to begin that campaign uh, when it makes most sense. Good. And um, so, tell us more about your specific role in, in detail and what your day to day looks like. Not just at EFUSE, but just as you know, someone who's a part of what an eight an eight man team. It's a small team, and you guys raise a lot of money. So, just tell us a little bit about your day to day and what it looks like. Yeah, sure. So, eight man team, very small room. Uh, probably around maybe 700 square feet, 600 square feet. Uh, so it's, uh, it's really cool though. We get to, we get to bounce ideas off each other all the time, but, uh, right now we're a team of all men. So it's gets pretty, uh, gets pretty smelly later in the day, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's startup life and we're, we're loving it. I think there's a lot of benefit that comes from having uh, a team of just tons of different disciplines. So marketing, PR, business development, engineering, kind of all in the same room sharing ideas. And, uh, you know, it, it, we work really well together. So we did uh, we did a really good job. And Matt, did a, our founder, did a really good job helping to craft that team. But as far as my day-to-day -day goes, I, I kind of come in around anywhere from 9 to 10, which is super flexible. I know that's kind of uh, the startup life, but then stay as late as I need to to get my work done. And um, it's just, uh, it's, it's really cool. It, it, it's a lot of fun. So what are your, what are your current goals as a director of operations? I mean, you're in tech, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what is your, are you making sure that everything's running smoothly? I know that, you know, you guys are about to launch this beta. Like, are, are you, are you up at night, you know, making sure that gets executed? What, what's, uh, what are your main goals? I say when the beta launches Monday? Today. Today is it today? today? At Ten a.m., sir. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Dude, so if I, you haven't gotten in the queue, get in the queue now. 
GG. Get in the queue. Get your beta reserved. Get your name reserved. Uh, you got about 14 minutes left. Do you need to go in 14 minutes? No, no, no. I'm good. Matt, uh, Matt's handling everything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why Matt's not on the call today, though. I literally thought it was Monday. I'm sorry. You got to tell Matt. I'm so sorry. I no, you. no, no. You're good. You're good. He's he's more than happy to do this at another time and sometime in January probably. But uh, no, it works perfectly, right? Because we're, we're, we're syncing this up with the beta launch and right. I didn't plan it this way. So I'm glad you reached out. You've got four. You got 40 new people in the queue here. Oh, my God. Um, okay, great. So you've got 14 minutes until your beta launches. So then what? What does your day look like? Do you are you just problem solving? You know, fixing out kinks. What what does it look like? <laughs> yeah. So I uh, my role so far has been kind of HR, accounting, the finance stuff, uh, and then I've also done some long term strategy planning with the team. Uh, kind of giving my voice for marketing and really what my job is to do is to reduce friction for everyone else in the team. So if there's an issue, if there's a blockage, I fix that. So whether that's making sure we get signed up for some new software subscription, um, making sure that communication's flowing appropriately within the team and, and making sure everyone's aware of what, what they're doing and how that affects, uh, you know, like let's say marketing wants to push a certain campaign. Maybe, maybe we're not ready for that on the tech side. Uh, making sure that all the teams are communicating effectively and, and establishing those channels. Um, but post-launch, I'll be helping a lot with kind of the feedback um, from the users, we have a great community manager in Carl Clamar. He's he's doing a lot of that. He's really taking the lead. So I'll be helping him with that. Uh, but then I'm also looking for just different ways to get people signed up, right? Uh, whether that's attending events. Uh, so anyone who's got a great event that eFuse could attend or speak at, talking a panel at, would love any kind of leads as far as that goes over the next couple of months. Um, and then I've also, so I, I went to a meeting yesterday at Cavs Legion Layer. Uh, up in Cleveland, and that was all about blockchain and gaming. So, um, looking at blockchain as well right now, seeing how that could influence eFuse in the future. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's kind of how it's going to be post-launch, and I'm sure there's other stuff that's going to come up that that'll require my attention. But um, that's the plan. So, by the way, if you're watching, um, start dumping in some questions. Sure. I'm now sweating because like you because like you're launching your your beta. Um, but uh, start dumping in some questions. So where, where where is your focus? Are you guys you know obviously uh, influencers are who you're working with events? Like are you guys going and setting up a booth at so like will you guys be at uh, PAX East or PAX West or DreamHack coming up setting up booths or where do you guys see the most value in your marketing and and, and the way that you're you're pushing this right now? I think right now, and booths are great. I think in order for the booths to make sense, people have to really know about you as an organization. And to do that, I think at the moment, speakerships and being on panel are the best way to do that. Um, just to, to get our name out there and then also to, to help people understand, okay, this is who we are. This is exactly what we're doing. Uh, totally, definitely not opposed to setting up a booth. Actually just got into contact with the organizers um, at PAX East and looking at potentially doing something out there okay. um, as far as as far as a booth goes. Yeah. And then and then we'll we, we might be at DreamHack Anaheim as well here pretty soon. Very cool. Okay. I I'm now thinking, let's talk again after this, because I have a meeting yeah. with somebody tomorrow who might be good for you. Um, but uh, that's great. So I, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about 
you more specifically here as, as questions kind of start to roll in and, and comments. Um, what are, you know, your, how, how, how long are you out of Ohio State? How many years are you out of Ohio State? Uh, just this last spring. Right out. So, yeah, right out. Right out. And so the entrepreneurial life, is this something that you had planned for? Is this something that you had in you? Is this something that you found a good idea and it was time to go with it? I guess, how did it all come about? Yeah, so it was it was really interesting. And, and usually when you do an MBA, it's really focused on preparing you to be a manager in a corporate position, right? At a larger company, uh, they give you a lot of tools to help you think through what that's going to be like. Uh, but I really found that a lot of those tools lend themselves to uh, entrepreneurship as well. So especially the strategy classes I took, like just doing SWOT analysis, it's really simple, basic stuff. But the MBA puts you, especially Ohio State's MBA, puts you in a really awesome position. So I was in a team of five core people and I stayed with that team throughout my entire first year. And we did all projects together. And so it teaches you how to work in a very small team uh, and work on these very specific problems. And that was more like entrepreneurship than anything I'd ever done in my life. And so I took that experience and I said, okay, how can I continue to do something like this? And so for my internship in the MBA, I joined this social enterprise accelerator in Ohio called Sea Change. And I was the coordinator and I was able to, to kind of consult for a lot of these different, um, different ventures that were going through the accelerator. And I found like, hey, Look at what these guys are doing like i could totally do this um they have a lot of freedom it's a ton of work but they're really passionate about what they're doing and so when i graduated the mba i still kind of had no idea what i was doing um, or where i was going to end up i had applied to some corporate jobs um but didn't really know what was going to happen and then through a connection i made in that in that in that internship i met matt and Matt talked to me about gaming, about esports, and I'd been a gamer my whole life. Uh, kind of dropped off in college. I was actually kind of what you might call kind of semi-professional at Rainbow Six Vegas too. Uh, so I, we were a top 30 game battles team, and, and if you're old enough to remember game battles, um, that was top 30 was pretty good. So we were scrimming with some of the top teams who were competing uh, in tournaments. And, but I had no, no kind of ambitions about doing this professionally. And when Matt started talking to me about eFuse, I did some research into the industry and saw, wow, this place, this industry is going places. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. And so as soon as Matt offered me the opportunity to start working for eFuse, uh, I jumped on it. And I worked for free for a little bit because I really just believed in the mission. I saw our core users as who I was back when I was playing Rainbow Six Vegas 2 in high school, early high school, late middle school, um, and said, hey, if I could go back in time and give myself these opportunities, why would I not do that? And so I see in our users, uh, I see myself in a lot of our users, and that just makes me super passionate and excited to be working on this project and, and really being able to bring them opportunities. Well, if there was ever a question about you being passionate about what you're doing, uh, I think you just answered uh, that. <laughs> I don't know if I answered your initial question. Sorry about that. But I honestly don't, I kind of forget what it was, but it was, uh, it was such a good speech that I'm going to go ahead and give you the benefit of the doubt. That, <laughs> um, but no, that's exciting. I, you know, I, I think about, when I, gra I, mean, I graduated University of Mississippi in 2016, 
the startup and entrepreneur life was not something that I had ever considered. I was raised in structure and, you know, it was always about that, that next paycheck and Tim and Will won't like that I say this out loud. I, I don't consider myself to be an entrepreneur because I haven't come up with either of the ideas that I've been a part of in the last three companies that I've been with since, you know, since March. Um, I, I like to, I like to find myself, uh, I, I find myself uh, an entrepre entrepreneurial two man. So I like, I see something that I like and something that I know I can sink my teeth into, but the idea isn't mine, but Tim and Will call, call me an entrepreneur, but still, you know, it's, it's a different life, right? I mean, sure, getting an MBA at Ohio State, you know, initially at some point in your time there, you're thinking about longevity, security, six-figure salary, something like that, and then, you know, you- Yeah, that sounds good to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, and you flip the, you kind of flip the script a little bit and you go free work, which is, as I've, you've been listening to me for a little bit, um, you know, free work is something that I, if you want to get into get into esports, that's kind of typical, and you don't have experience, at least, in my opinion, it's typically where you need to start. So. I don't know, it's, it's inspiring to hear A, your transition into the role and B, what makes you so passionate about. Yeah, and I don't, I, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, don't do something you're not passionate about because it's not worth it otherwise. I mean, yeah, you get ownership in a company and yeah, the company may make it big and yeah, you might get a big return on it one day, but that's not what's going to carry you through the, the 10, 12, 13 hour days, the 70 hour weeks um so you gotta you gotta be passionate first in in, yeah. in everything you do in entrepreneurship you know it's funny i i uh, a lot of people have asked me like uh, well, i get in the conversation about what what drives me a lot and you know it's actually never it's actually what gets me out of bed in the morning right there, there's a there's a certain level of the internal alarm clock that i have that you know it goes off and i'm out and i'm ready to go to the gym because if I lose that motivation to get up at five when I typically do and go right to work out, then I, then I know that I'm doing I'm, I'm not doing something that makes me happy, which is yeah. which is what happened towards my, the back end of the NFL for me. But I mean, I also see you on social media. I mean, you're a you're a you're a healthy guy as well. I mean, you do a lot. You, you work out a lot. I guess you know. Are there any key indicators in your life that you know you know? Obviously, outside of the passion of what you're doing, but outside of the work that drives you mentally, whether it be health, whether it be wellness, whether it be sports, I don't know, something that else that, that's driving you to where you know that you're in the right spot? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think there are certain things I'm super passionate about, right? I'm, a, I'm an intensely loyal family man, uh, intensely loyal friend. Um, I love working out. I usually get in four days a week. Uh, I, I Olympic weightlift and I've got a trainer for that. So if I see those things kind of slipping in my life, if, if I see myself being short with family, friends, even coworkers, um, if I see myself missing days in the gym, I know something's up. Um, I know there's, there's a point of reflection that needs to take place. I need to understand where my priorities are and, and kind of what's going on. Um, and those are, those are the key things I look to where if they're falling off the rails, you know, work's great and, and, and working for eFuse is awesome. And I'm always going to put 100% towards work for better or worse because I know people are relying on me to get it done. 
Um, and I, I think that's a little bit where my, my, my loyalty and, and duty characteristics come into play. Um, so my work's never going to slack. I say that right now. And, and, and ideally that's the case. So when those other things in my life start to kind of fall off the rails, that's when I need to reflect and say, okay, do I need to start working less? Do I need to take a day for myself? Um, do I need to, do I need to kind of just figure out what's going on? And then, and then after you take that, take that second, you wake up the next day in a cold sweat being like, Oh my God, I'm so far behind because I took six hours off. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, hopefully, ho hopefully your mindset isn't so, you know, it, well, that's the thing too, right? Is like your mindset has to be correct. I mean, I, it's so hard in life to give a hundred percent to everything because, you know, you have all of yourself every day and that's a hundred percent and yourself needs to be allocated towards yeah. these different pockets. And so whether that's in time spent effort given, um, I think everyone needs to figure out what's most important to them and, and, you know, allocate accordingly. You know, it's, uh, you know, you look at like super entrepreneurs, right. And that, you know, there's, there's only so many, Jeff Bezos's and uh, Kevin O'Leary's and Gary Vaynerchuk's who are just like ground and pound. And I know, and, and, and you know they have, right? Because they've shown it and they are where they are, but there's certainly, I, I, don't, I don't believe that there was, you know, even a couple days in everyone's life where they just like mentally had to, to shut it off for a second. You know, like Tim, Will, and I, we're three guys, you know, we're handling other people's money. We got a lot of stuff. I mean, Tim, you know, Will started this concept, and it, it, it's a lot of pressure. And there's certainly moments where I, I don't even want to call them moments of weakness. They're just like, we just have to re, we just got to calibrate a little bit, take a second, understand what's going on, understand ourselves a little bit, pivot strategies, implement new strategies, or just, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes Tim, well, I mean, he's a freak, but he'll just like call up and be like, I gotta go surfing. I'm like, okay, there's sharks in there, so whatever. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, there'd never be a moment where like, if one of us had to go work out or something just to like take that hour where we would be like, no, we, we got work, we must have something going on. But, you know, I realize like, because it's, it's really about the sake of the company, it's about the sake of what you're working on. You know, that type of stuff, while it might not be, you know, working directly on your on your business, that self care is is key to your business. And, and I think too, if I can just say one more thing on this, it's really about where you find your identity. Mm -hmm. And if your identity is so wrapped up in the work that you do, and you being an entrepreneur, you will sacrifice everything else in your life to make sure that that's number one. And if that's your decision, that's your decision. Just be completely aware and. Um, I think that takes a lot of self-awareness and, and, and time thinking about where you're placing your, your self-value and your, and your worth. And, you know, I'm constantly reflecting and, and reflecting on the time I'm putting into certain things and asking myself, okay, what does this say about who I am and who I want to be? Listen, there's, I, I can watch Lamar Jackson highlights for hours. Sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> that time. For world, he just he's he's employing me. I have to do it for him. Um, there you go. It's tough. It's tricky for me. All it's all I want to do. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive into some comments and some questions. Uh, yeah. 
So we've got Chris Chris Reed popping in. He just started a podcast as well. He's doing some awesome content stuff on LinkedIn. Jacob is a good buddy of mine up in Toronto. He says hello. Uh, he, he asked the question, eFuse is the LinkedIn for eSports? Is that is that a comparison that you use? I'm sure you have a different... A different yeah, comparison. so we like to say professional hub because, like I said, eFuse is, is not a replacement for LinkedIn. We would love for people who are on LinkedIn to use eFuse um and because we have a lot of tools that are different right and and it's a different it, it's really for a different purpose to an extent but you can do a lot of things that you do on linkedin on efuse as well yeah i'm getting ridiculed because i don't have a hat on and i actually don't have a haircut i i just brushed my hair today because we, we have a big meeting oh dude not cool not cool <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy on that they say the key to my heart is that if you want me to Rep your brand. Let me promote your brand. The key to my heart is just a lit. All I need is a hat. So we, we got one for you. I'll get an address to you right after this. Please do. Um, so let's see who we got here. Um, this is interesting. Juan says, streamers don't look at LinkedIn as a good networking opportunity. It seems old to them. Sure. Um, that's an interesting comment and a piece of feedback that we've gotten, especially from other content creators as well. And I think that eFuse will be an interesting home for their content because they can, they don't have to actually create content on eFuse. They can bring in their different uh, outlets like Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and they can link that content and feature it on their player portfolio. So, and then post it directly as well to their feed. Yeah. So, and this, this one kind of transfers into it. Um, so does eFuse potentially remove the need for something like Fortnite tracker or does it, or from Fortnite directly? Um, it varies per game. So we're, we're looking to bring in APIs whenever we can directly from you know the developers, but when we can't, we're, we're using those third-party sites as well. So eventually the goal is to, to get to the developers in, in, in every instance, but you know they have, they have certain rules about who they share APIs with. So uh, we gotta do, we gotta do what we, what's available to us. Got it. All right, uh, Chris Kissick, uh, my man across the pond, one of the more epic beards on the planet. Uh, Tom, first off, I spoke at a blockchain and gaming conference in Malta last week on esports and blockchain, so DM me for a chat about that. Question awesome. this, any exciting social algorithms you guys have on your platform that have been built specifically for the esports space? Um, not that I know of. Uh, but not against uh, our future plans. But we'd love to hear more. So feel free to message me here on LinkedIn, and uh, we can start. He's launching his, his his beta is officially launched five minutes, and you're already like flipping the script on him. He's like, you're you're breaking circuits. Um, <laughs> uh, there's an interesting guy here, Matthew Benson. Um, Tom Newton is killing it. Great job representing EFU. Sorry I couldn't join her. We are putting the finishing touches on the beta release email. Matt, I, quite honestly, I think you should pop in to the uh, to the session here. We've got some time left, and you guys are getting blown up here. You got space right there. <laughs> people here, here watching. Um, I guess anything toward anything about Matt that you want to just like get, give a rundown of him as a, as a leader and an executive. Yeah, sure. So, so Matt founded this company back in last August, actually. So 
it's come a long way in just a year. Um, he's been able to build an incredible team uh, with just elite performers. And it's amazing to be a part of a team where everyone is completely bought into the mission. Everyone knows their role and is capable of kind of autonomously executing on it without uh, micromanagement. And I attribute that completely to Matt and his, uh, his ability to recognize talent and, uh, and culture fit. So it's been great working for him. He's an amazing entrepreneur. I mean, just saw had this vision and decided to to jump ship with what he was doing at his his venture fund. He was working for Ohio Innovation Fund uh, at the time and and doing diligence for them and and some other things. But uh, saw this opportunity and and decided to jump. So he was the the first the the first risk taker. And so it was uh you know it was his confidence in the vision and and my confidence in his ability to execute that really brought me uh, to eFuse. And you guys met in an internship for the venture? So I, I interned with a, a social enterprise accelerator and I had a contact with Rev1 Ventures, which is a state funded venture fund here in Ohio. And that contact connected me with Matt. Okay, got it, very cool. Um, and, and are you guys, are you guys, how old are you? I'm 27. 27, are you guys the same age? No, 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 Matt's, uh, Matt's a little bit younger. Matt's a young Matt. Is he? What's that? Old Matt. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave him to, to disclose. I'll let him disclose. <laughs> Just come in and then drop a 30 bomb on us. You're like, no, 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 no. Here, here, here. You, you, you can ask him right over here. Right over here. Get, him, get him in here, get him in here. Wow. There he is, the CEO. Of this is this is a treat. This is this is the this is a, a new thing for LinkedIn Live. We've never had a late entry like this. So welcome to LinkedIn. Oh, yeah? yeah. Good. 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 You can tell we are a matching today. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Dude, it's ten oh eight. You're like launched and live. Are you, is that sweat on your forehead? Like do you melt? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honest a little bit. Um, How are you? Been a great morning. We've got uh, got some great things going on, and just put the finishing touches on the the beta email. So the first 2,500 in the queue will be getting an email here in the next few minutes, and uh, sign up, get ready to go. Do I need to go check live to see if I got it? You might have to. I, I, I don't want to, because you know, God forbid. Just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. I, actually, I actually got I, I got a thing here as we were sitting here. So. If you're in the first, what do you say, first 2,500? Luckily, I'm in the first 500. We got some guys in like the 13,000s on here that are doing it. In the coming, yeah. So first 2,500. I mean, the schedule of what we're what we're going to be doing. Uh, 2,500 go out today, and then every week through the end of December, uh, we'll be giving it to another 2,500. Um, so right now, I think we've got about 13,000 in queue. Um, we might have a little Christmas gift and let everybody in before the new year. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But we've got, yeah, we've got some really great things going on, and then moving into January, I uh, really start ramping it up, and and uh, I think it'll be a, a great few months. Well, Tom's done a fabulous job telling us what you're working on, how hard you're working, and, and everything that that's that's coming together. Um, what is there anything specifically you want to talk about, either yourself and EQs for, for your knowledge? The, the crew here is kind of either investors, entrepreneurial, trying to get into esports, kind of it's, it's the young, younger crowd, but very inspired by guys like yourself. So anything you want to plug in here about, about eSports? 
I, I don't think so. I think the only thing I would say is we're, we're really, really thankful um, for everybody that's, that's joined in so far um, into the queue. We're also extremely thankful for the partners that we have. Uh, there's been so many people that have come to the table and the big narrative that we've been pushing from the beginning, and it's, it's truly, I think at this point, ingrained in our minds, in our hearts, is we're building this for, for the gamers. I mean, we've hardly had a conversation about generating a dollar of revenue, and that may be right. scary to a lot of people. But for us, it's about building a community and an ecosystem that's bigger than ourselves, and that creates an infrastructure for many, many years to come. And that, like I heard Tom mention earlier, sort of his story, what if, what if there was an opportunity like this when I was growing up, would I be in this room? I don't know. I would. I would like to say that he would be, but um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, but having that ability to to create opportunity, aggregate opportunity, and connect opportunity to individuals that they may not have that uh, is something that really motivates us, and it's a conversation we have every day. So that's the focus for us moving in to 2020, and as we move into this beta, let's create a product that really changes lives and that really uh, unifies the industry in a positive way. So, and I'm curious in that statement that you made because I think that's incredibly impactful where it's like, don't think about generating a dollar of revenue, right? Where, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're right. You're probably saying that out loud and guys that you're watching are like, yikes. Not good. <laughs> so, you know, I get, and, and this is this is something, you know, I'm actually in the lucky spot right now because I don't come from financial services, but now I work in finance. So, actually, yeah. Ever understand what Tim and Will are talking about, so I just get to promote it. Um, right. Makes my life easier because I just think about the product all day. But you know, is, is there? Do you anticipate a point in your timeline here, both of you, really, where you start to think like, is it in the back of your not mind where revenue comes to the front line? Because I actually do believe in like in, in your in your thought process there. But does it? Is there going to be a day where it flips? A hundred percent. And I mean, it's absolutely something in the back of our minds, especially um, within the leadership. I mean, it's, it's something we're consistently thinking about. But for us, if we don't have a product that is bringing people back every single day and that provides value first and foremost, we can't we can't come to the table and ask for something right away if we don't ha if we're not providing value first. And that's the way we're looking about the building of the product is we have to build an elite product. I think we have a really good start. and We're going to learn a lot over the next few weeks. And uh, once we're able to, to build that and feel very comfortable, then we can introduce um, the, the, the business models for ourselves. And I, I, I should have prefaced and said, <laughs> obviously we're thinking about it, we have a plan in place. We just haven't talked about it. We haven't, we, 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 yeah. we, we just, like no business plan. Like yeah. <laughs> My investors are listening in right now and they're freaking out. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, it goes into my next question, because I was going to ask you about how you raise money with no plan at all. Because that's, to be really gifted. You've got to be a hell of a I know, right? <laughs> so <In the> product, right? It's kind of, it's, it's crazy to think back. I mean, we, we started in August of last year. Uh, really, the idea was birthed in the summer of last year. I was working at a venture capital firm, uh, Ohio Innovation Fund, uh, in December or November of last year, jump ship. Didn't make a dollar for six months. Um, didn't start paying myself until a month and a half ago. And uh, over that course of time, we we started. Next time I'm in town. What did you say? Years are on you next time I'm in town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we've been so fortunate to have people that have, have invested their time, their resources, and their finances into us. And over the course of the last year, as Tom mentioned, we built a great product. We have an elite team. 
Um, and I feel very, very confidently moving into 2020 that, that uh, we're going to make a splash. And in large part, it's going to be because of the people we've, we've brought together. We realize that what we're trying to do is bigger than us, back to what we were just talking about. It's really for the gamers. And to be able to, to do it for the broader industry, we have to bring those partners to the table and it has to be a unified force. So that's what we've really focused on as we're as we've built the product is making sure every player has a face represented. So and I won't let you guys because I know you guys plan your minds all over the place, but I do want to talk about fundraiser just for a quick second because I think that's one thing in a very capital hungry industry that a lot of people struggle with. And people that reach out to me directly are 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 you know. Uh, it's one of my biggest struggles with LinkedIn and, and people who, I guess, rush the process. You know, like Roundhill Investments doesn't invest privately, we invest publicly, but some people don't take the time to do their homework and their research to, to, to see that. Now, you've just completed a raise. Um, I guess, how much of an impact did your role at the Venture Fund have in that or at all, or did you just literally figure this thing out every step of the way? I don't know how, much, how involved you were in the fundraising process, but. You know, this is. I think that's a that's that's an area where this audience would definitely benefit from hearing about just because you thought. Yeah, absolutely. I I think. Um, I mean, I, I growing up, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I felt like I had that in my blood. I actually studied entrepreneurship and finance in school, but it doesn't prepare you for venture capital and uh, to really jump in and, and and do the thing. So working in a high innovation fund was incredible for me because for two reasons. One is I got to think like an investor. I knew what we were looking for. I knew the the intricacies and the things that got me excited. And then when I jumped ship, I was able to, to bring those same intricacies to the fundraising process. And for me, it was how do we tell a compelling story that showcases the vision and, and where this could go? And that's what I really focused on. Like Tom mentioned, when I started raising money, we didn't have a product. We didn't have a tenure. We had, we, there was re- getting that first investment was the, the hardest thing. And then I mean, we, I, went, I think we were looking at the list the other day, and it was like 180 people um, that we had, had gone through. And we ended up having, I think, seven, seven or eight total investors at this point. Um, so in large part, it was also a numbers game. You don't want to think of it like that, but um, it was can we get ourselves out there to enough people telling the story and not fading or, or moving off of our, our values and what we see for the future? And that's really, uh, uh, I guess, what drove me and, and us to, to – raise the money. And I think from a strictly a hard skill standpoint, there's a lot of really great resources out there. Uh, I know the book Venture Deals was huge for me, just understanding the intricacies of fundraising and venture capital. Um, but then also spending, like I mentioned, spending time at Ohio Innovation Fund and, and really understanding that thought process, that was super helpful in uh, us raising money. So moving forward, uh, and I asked Tom this, I guess, what does success look like in the you know what does success uh, success look like until January first and then where are you guys looking forward to in, in 2020? Yeah, so over the next month uh, we are trying to hone our learning process. So what we realize is we're putting out we're putting something out there that um, has never been seen before, um, aside from our, our trusted partners and getting their feedback. But can, how quickly can we learn and iterate? And that's really what we're focusing on. So. Um, that's what the next month looks like: learning, hearing from the, hearing the feedback, and making sure that we're we're executing on that feedback to create a, a product that is ext- of extreme value, of elite value. Um, moving into to January, that's really when we uh, look to pour the gas in the fire. And I don't know how much you all have talked about it, but we've got some really great um, influencer and corporate relationships that will be. be- um, 
Tom didn't spoil any surprises. I yeah, he did his job. No, absolutely no. not. Nope, couldn't do that. Uh, but but yeah, we, we're really really excited. Uh, we just announced one the other day with Keemstar. Um, we've got already announced Chaka Taco. We've announced some some professional athletes as well that are involved. So that's just going to compound uh, the names and the, the reach will continue to get bigger and bigger. And we really want to create this this movement that's for the gamers, that's bigger than us, and that every facet of the industry is pouring into. And that's what 2020 looks like. Uh, gas in the fire. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I want you guys to to get back to what you're doing because I would see, I would say it's pretty important, and I'm sure your minds are racing. But go ahead, shameless. We'll get in there. <laughs> yeah. Shameless, yeah. Shameless, just let your director of ops handle it. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, shameless plug time. Rip it up. Tell us where to follow you. What to do? How do we? How do these guys that are like slow to the, like thirteen thousand? How do they move up to like quality like five hundred slot like me? I don't know, man. I don't know. We we value every user, but I, you're gonna have to wait. That's all I can say. Okay. Maybe on Christmas. Maybe on Christmas. But yeah. uh, I mean, all of our plugs. So I mean, we are founded efuse.gg. If you haven't signed up for the beta yet, um, that's where you can sign up for the queue, um, as well as when we actually go full blow, full, full blown in uh, January, that's where you'll also be able to access it. So efuse.gg, uh, we're efuse official on all of our socials and uh, urge you to follow us there. We'll be putting out some really great content and uh, we're gonna be putting out content that is focused on education, focused on what we've learned uh, and what we're continuing to learn and then trying to document uh, conversations like this to to share because it's it's so fruitful. So if you want to learn more about us, uh, learn more about what we're, what we're learning, and uh, learn more about the industry, follow us there and be sure to sign up. And is Ohio State going to win the national championship? You even have to ask. Yeah, is that really a question? That's gross, man. That's gross. <laughs> well, boys, congratulations, seriously, on everything that you are uh, working on. It's incredibly inspiring for uh, someone even like me um, who's watching other entrepreneurs in this space. Uh, you guys are hustling and I read your article the other day that came out and uh, you know just with the influencers you're working on. I'm really excited. I'm excited to go look at the email and, and, and get going myself. Um, so congratulations. If you guys follow these guys, please go ahead and do so. Um, guys to, to look out for uh, in the year of 2020. Congratulations, boys. Thanks, man. We really appreciate Thanks. you having us. Uh, make sure you sign up. We'll be looking to see if you're posting. We're going to see you LinkedIn. There you go. Shameless plug. All right, boys. Well, uh, best of luck the rest of the day. Hope it all goes smoothly. And uh, this link will be on LinkedIn later, and I'll flip it into podcast form later. But uh, if you got us, uh, also reach out to these guys on LinkedIn. They're very active there as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, good luck, boys. Seriously, all the best. Thanks, Thanks so much. Have Appreciate a great day. it, man. Yes, yeah.